Hi, this is May. And I'm Joy. Welcome to the QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. May and I are friends, writers, and creatives who want to share our endeavors out loud. On this podcast, we're here to encourage each other, and you too, and share tools we've discovered or made up, so you can follow your passions with a little support. So grab your tea, or your coffee, and let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello, and welcome. Tonight, we are going to be talking about Seizing Creative Success Part 2. And this time, we're going to be talking about lessons learned in 2020. So if you listened to us last week, you'll know that this is a rollover episode from last week to this week. This is going to be a three-part series about Seizing Creative Success. So we don't have creative weeks for you because it's the same time as it was the last time we had creative weeks. So (laughs) we're going to just keep going with the meat of the matter. Absolutely. We're just going to roll right into it. And last week was alterations and accomplishments from 2020. And tonight we're going to talk about some of the lessons that we learned. So May, what Mm. has 2020 taught you about goals? If 2020, I got to say 2020 was a really good teacher. And so I learned a lot of things about 2020, about my creative life, about my personal life, about who I am, about my resilience and my consistency, like all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that 2020 has taught to me about goals is that they are changeable. Yes. So you can swap one goal for, for another. You can swap finish your novel with like survive until Friday. That's perfectly acceptable in pandemic years and you know what it's perfectly acceptable in other years too because not all the time are we going to have like a global pandemic but you could be having your own disaster in your own world and so it's okay to say you know what let's time out let's reevaluate this and be okay with saying you know this this one is actually not for this season the season has changed and <laughs> in, in an untimely manner so we're going to remove this and we're going to replace replace it with this which is a, a very accomplishable and also uh, the goal that you need at that point in time as far as goals to I've always been under the impression that I can will myself to do anything. Like if I just have enough will, then I can make things the way that I need them to be. And that is not true uh, at all. And this year has definitely taught me that as well. I cannot will a virus to just disappear. So, and I, and previously, and well, especially in my younger years too, like I felt like I had the power somewhere inside of me. And if I could just tap into it, then I could make all of these wonderful uh, life experiences for myself. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes we can uh, force feed our dreams to into reality. But sometimes we can't. And so I learned this year that life affects goals, whether you want it to or not. So um, I I couldn't manhandle my circumstances and expect them to give up this year. Um, in turn, though, um, 
I couldn't pretend life wasn't happening either. So I'd had to do something. And your subconscious knows and will begin showing out whenever you try to create, whenever there's something wrong. So you, that denial period and like that, that whole like just trying to will it into being, you can't fool your subconscious. Like you can't fool your creativity. It's like, oh, hold on here, guys. Like, let's just, let's just evaluate the situation a little bit. So that was something that I learned too. Uh, another thing that I learned about goals in 2020 is that it is not a super shameful thing to do other things other than your goals. <laughs> so you may not have, you know, painted that masterpiece, but don't forget that you did help that neighbor jump off his truck whenever he was sitting dead in the, in the driveway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you prayed for the world and you made a kid feel like he could do something hard. And you did decide to do a thousand other things that you didn't record in a notebook, in a bullet pointed list and hang up in your office. A thousand other things. We have to acknowledge those. Some days my biggest achievement was keeping two small humans and one large human alive. (laughs) And, you know, my husband can fend for himself. So the large human is me. (laughs) He's a survivor, and and I'm pretty proud of how the boys and I, like, survived the toilet paper crisis of 2020. Like, husband can do anything. He will be alive. He will survive the zombie apocalypse. We won't. (laughs) So I was pretty proud about that. And literally, like, some days it was just like, I I made it. I made it to bedtime. (laughs) Everybody celebrate. (laughs) I hear you. So Joy, was 2020 a teacher for you? Did you find out some new things about goals? Definitely. And I love the way that you said that, that uh, 2020 was a great teacher. It was for all of its um, downsides. I definitely think that that was an upside. Um, I think the first thing that really sticks out to me about goals is goals are not meant to be clung to in a hurricane. Fingers will get broken. Just oh, I love that. So I think the other thing for me is um, I am in a unique season of life. And I think everybody is like, and we go through different ones. We go through seasons that are, that are easy to kind of accomplish those things and others that just, wow. Right. <laughs> so I just happen to be in one of those right now. Yeah. I've the launched, wow season. The wow. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> So, you know, I've launched this small business and it's one that at the moment relies totally on me for its, you know, continuation, right? Um, As so many small businesses do. I also have a family that has gone through a number of changes in the past year that have altered our home dynamic and the demands on my support for them. Let me just tell you guys, those of you with younger kids may get ready. You know, that whole tween teen, um, it is a heck of a lot more demanding. (laughs) So I always, I always thought, you know, I was like, okay, they're going to get to this point. They're going to be more independent and it's going to be so much better. And y'all, oh, heaven help us all. Anyway, that's all I can say. <laughs> so just, um, yeah, I am still attempting to process what all of this means and how this will affect my goals and how I approach my job and run my publishing business, which runs on deadlines, schedules, and advanced marketing in case you didn't know which Mm -hmm. doesn't really work very well with a constantly changing household. So just putting that out there. I'm not stressed. No, you're not. All right. 
the positive forward steps though. So here's, you know, and these are some of the things as I've, as I've looked back at the year and I've thought about moving forward, these are some of the lessons that I'm kind of working through um, to actually make some action steps um, from recognizing the fact that I'm just in a different time, right? A different season, as we've said. Yeah. So first of all, I've recognized the issues. And I think that sometimes that that's really an important part of the process that sometimes it's hard to get to that point, really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've recognized them from those chaotic results back to the causative issues and was able to realize that a mindset shift was needed. Um, and that was just a big thing in itself for me. The second thing that I've been able to do is um, I have actually considered the worst case scenario on the business side and determined that quitting is not an option. So I did entertain that and I thought about it seriously and I was like, you know what? No. And that's not an option on the family side either. And yes, I gave that a momentary ponder. <laughs> so I have shored up on my commitment to both of those. You're going to hear that word again um, next week. Um, and then the third thing that I've done is I have implemented a few action systems that I think will aid the day-to-day. -day, um, but I have a lot more work to do there. So that's kind of where I am in taking these lessons and moving forward from what I've learned. You know, there are some other things too that will begin to help healing the deeper issues. And that really begins with my own heart. And, you know, once again, that's a place that I just had to get to, to recognize that, to be able to take those steps to move forward. And, you know, I think it's perfectly healthy to take a moment and say, so what if I quit? What happens if I quit? Can I, can I survive that? Would that be better? Would it be worse? You know, like those, I think those are healthy questions to know if you need to continue because sometimes we don't need to continue. So I love that you did that. I love that you said that. And, uh, and I appreciate that you were honest with us too, because that's a hard thing to say, man. So what has 2020 taught you about life? these kind of flowed when I was making notes for this episode. I was like, these just kind of flowed from one thing to another, but I feel like I'm not quite through learning all of the things that 2020 wants to teach me. So will we be like, I mean, I don't know. I think that this could be an ongoing thing for all of us. Yeah. As we are processing all of the different things, as we step away from it and we see hope and, and light and, and we deal with the trauma. Cause I do feel like it was a traumatic year for a significant number of us. But um, one of the things that, that 2020 taught me was that tomorrow is a new day. Yes. But also the next moment is a new moment. And I, and this kind of just blew my mind because I've always been like, you know, if I mess up on something, I'm like, okay, no, tomorrow's a new day. It's going to be fine. But I would continue messing up for the rest of the day. <laughs> like, but tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> so uh, I had to kind of pull on my big girl panties about that and be like, you know what? Yeah, I did, for example, eat that terrible thing and I might have ruined this day's diet, but this, or this even this moment's diet. But I can choose not to continue eating that, not to continue eating six pieces of that because... <laughs> 
I've already ruined this day, but tomorrow's a new day. This was a big epiphany for me in 2020 because at first when 2020 started, the pandemic, the, the social distancing, the shutdowns, all that stuff, uh, we were just thought it was a few weeks. And so my husband and I kind of just went crazy. We like made a cobbler every night. Like <laughs> <laughs> we went a little crazy with the food and uh, because we thought it was, it was just this small intermittent time. And then it ended up being a cobbler every night for like five months, yeah. which not super healthy. So uh, I had to, I had accidentally created this habit mm-hmm. and I needed to break it. And but when I would try to break it and I would mess up, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm up for today. <laughs> it was kind of an exciting thing. <laughs> oh, no. How'd that happen? <laughs> And so, and I want, I feel like this goes and on so many levels more than food. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't have to continue that binge, that uh, bad behavior, that unhealthy behavior all day long until we get to tomorrow. And the sun does not have to change positions for us to be better. <laughs> we can go, we can take that next moment and be like, you know what? Here I am. I'm here and I'm new and I forgive myself and I'm going to move forward and do something different. Um, too much of these, these things like TV and food and escapism reading. I even had like some binging escapism reading Mm -hmm. issues where I wouldn't sleep. I would just read and read and read and read and read. And it was a, it was an issue, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Cause then I had to do all of the hard things again the next day, but I was trying to find that, that distraction that was going to make me feel better. And it ended up making me feel worse. So I would, it was that instant gratification of the story and these characters and all these wonderful things. And at the end of it, when I shut the book, it was gone. So, um, and all of that kind of stuff leads to shame and all of that stuff to me also is a sign. It's a trigger for me for denial and depression. So I just kind of, you have to be kind of introspective and and know where you are and know how you're feeling and know if you are going down a hole, like just got to figure it out. Another thing that I learned in 2020 is that if you can't create then maybe try learning about creating or create something that's outside of your medium, change your, you know, change your process. Mm-hmm. And this is, Oh, who was that? Oh, I think it was Elizabeth Gilbert and big magic. She talked about how Einstein would do this whenever there was a problem with that. Uh, Einstein couldn't, couldn't solve. He would start playing the violin, which is totally different than math. Right. So, so he would start playing the violin trick his mind into thinking about it on the down low and then eventually be able to to solve the problem another thing that I learned in 2020 is that outside is your friend so sometimes I would spend days inside without like a single step outdoors Mm -hmm. and that's unhealthy and I knew it because I would send the boys outside to play and but I would continue to work on on in, in the inside of the house. So I knew that the boys needed it and I know that they needed to stretch their legs and to run and to, you know, have the sunlight touch their shoulders and things like that. But I didn't take care of myself and do that for me. 
And, you know, it was just all of the things that were piled on top. And I kept putting priority in front of me, priority in front of me, something else in front of me. And I never made myself a priority. Hmm. And it led to extreme burnout and some, some pretty bad mental places that I had to pull out of. And so Sunshine actually helps me whenever I'm in those places. Sunshine does, walking does, making the blood flow um, helps me when I'm in those places. I don't know if it's endorphins or if it's just the fact that I'm moving the blood around and it's giving me energy. I don't know what, it, I don't know what the answer is, like all the science and stuff behind it. All I know is that when I go outside, I feel better. So another thing that makes you better are breaks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 2020 taught me that mini breaks, like almost every hour, maybe two hours, something like that, keeps your mind able to work for longer. Mm-hmm. So it was more of a marathon at this point in time. So I went from sprint mentality to um, to marathon mentality. So I had to be on every moment that I was awake. There was, if I, if I slipped, then somebody got hurt. Somebody didn't learn something. Something happened at work. So what I learned was, is that when I would try to focus for hours and hours and hours on end, I ended up making a mistake. I ended up slipping. So if I would take a moment and stand up and sometimes it would just be walking around the house. Sometimes it would be going and putting a load of laundry in the washing machine or cleaning some dishes or something like that. Checking on the boys and how they're doing on their work. It was switching focus, and that was a break for me for a little while. That works for a little while. That's not a long-term solution. Let me just say that out loud, too. <laughs> so, And there is something that I've been teaching my kids for a long time, too. They've loved Legos for a really long time. And so here's my next point that 2020 really drilled into me. So they've been playing Legos for a really long time. So there was a really nice metaphor and it also had alliteration to it as well. So when they were fighting and when they were trying to hurt each other's feelings, I'd be like, mm, no, guys, we're builders, not breakers. And I'd say, say it with me. So they'd say, we're builders, not breakers. <laughs> I don't even know if they like really knew it, but eventually when they're adults, they're going to be like, we're builders, not breakers. <laughs> But the point of it is we build each we build people up. We build each other up. We don't try to break each other down. And I think that there were a lot of adults who needed to hear this in 2020 because there was a lot, there were a lot of adults who were trying to break other people down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they were bored or if they were just feeling depressed or if they were just having all of those, that, that sense of, of, spiraling out of control and so they were acting out I don't know I don't know what the answer is or why or the motivation behind it but I know that there are a lot of broken people out there because somebody couldn't handle their stuff don't try to hurt somebody so you can feel like you're something special so that's a lie too yeah yeah I was gonna say you have to feel like that yeah I was gonna say that that is a lie that that's definitely a lie that you know, it's going to make you better. Or it's going to make whatever your situation is better because usually there's something, there's something going on that's motivating all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good words. Outside of your professional life and creativity and all of that stuff, did you have any like life lessons too? Yeah. Or was it just me that <laughs> had like some really pivotal things happening? No, I definitely, definitely think I did too. Um, You know, in the process of examining the issues in my household, I've learned much more about myself, um, which isn't 
necessarily a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing in the long run. It's just me, you know. Um, my eyes have been open to ways that I have been the opposite of supportive. Um, I've recognized a need to remedy my shortcomings and take serious stock of my actions, my thoughts, my motivations, my words, my attitudes, and my reactions. You know, um, mm, those are all true. things, yeah, that just um, sometimes, like, especially with the reactions, you just react and you can't do that. It That yeah. leads to a lot of problems. Um, so that's one of the things, one of the things that's really stuck with me and hit home. Another thing is, um, it's okay to step away to protect myself or to heal. It's not okay to wreck my heart because I'm too prideful to take a break. And I think that that can apply Ooh, to so ouch. much. <laughs> ouch, Joy. <laughs> Why step that on you? <laughs> Why you hurt? Why you hurt me like that? <laughs> So I think that this is something that can apply to so many aspects of life, right? But what really hit it home for me was, and I honestly don't remember what at what point in the crazy year it was, but there was just so much noise, guys, just noise. Like every time I would pick up my phone and you know go to social media to do something, or it was just noise, and it was grating. Um, just not good sounding noise. And it really, really hit me hard. And it was a combination of just the noise that was out there and seeing so many broken, hurting, just people in pain all around the world. Um, and it just got to me. And so there, there was a while there that I really just kind of backed away from posting on social media. And part of it was I felt because I felt like there was so much noise for me. I didn't want to just be more noise. Um, so that was kind of my, why I, I backed away. But then as I, as I reflected and I thought through things, you know, I just realized that it was okay that sometimes, you know what, we don't need to be immersed in everyone else's pain. We need to pray for everyone all the time. We need to care. We need to show compassion. But sometimes we have to remember to take care of ourselves too and not let other people's burdens become our own. And I very easily do that. And it's something that I have to be mindful of and I have to be careful about um, because I can take on the burdens of a complete stranger around the world who posted, who sent out a tweet that was just a broken tweet. And it just breaks me, you know? And so I can't, um, I can't let that be something that, that affects my life and the way that I serve the people who are right here with me, you know? Um, so that was a big thing for me. And then the final thing, and you know, I had, um, I had a few issues with some, some relationships earlier in the year um, that, you know, I like to say I'm tough and, you know, things don't bother me, <laughs> but they do. And so there were three relationships in particular that just really, it, it hurt. It hurt. There were two that ended and there was one that just, I'm not really sure what was going on there and I'm still not really sure. But 
what I've walked away from this with is that some people are worth walking to the edge of a precipice for, and others just aren't. You know, they're just not. And recognizing the difference and acting accordingly is vital to remaining on solid ground. And those people who are will who are worth walking to that precipice for, those are those are the people. You know, I think it was in the last episode I mentioned my heart people. And I'm so thankful for them. I really, really am. Um, and so, you know, if you're like me, it's okay. It's okay if it hurt. Like, and it's okay to admit that. Yeah. Um, but it's also important to focus on all the good and to remember that you have those other people, those people who are there and um, are there in very special ways. So yeah. I think that was, those were my life-ish lessons from 2020. Well, I, I love how you said that too, that, you know, sometimes you do have to separate yourself from that and there are good boundaries in this world. And that's something that I've had to learn. I think it's been the last four years or so. It's something that I've had to study because it doesn't come naturally about boundaries and actually that boundaries, it has a negative connotation, but boundaries are actually the preservers of relationships. There's some really good, uh, some, um, one of the books is actually called Boundaries <laughs> And I think it's uh, by Henry Cloud and somebody else as a, a co-author situation. And that one was one that taught me how to love people by setting boundaries. The Dare to Lead book by Brene Brown also spoke on boundaries and how important they are to to set, especially in a workplace scenario. Yeah. I think that that's something that, you know, I don't know if anyone fully gets it worked out in this lifetime I don't think that, oh, gosh, that no. I think that that's one of those things that you know I don't know that there's ever going to be a perfection on that for on this earth but um you know it's no, something that once again it goes back to the awareness you know okay this is an issue and I'm working on it and you know being mindful and intentional so yeah and knowing who you are and how you are too all right so as we as we kind of close this out and um, think through these lessons. How do we move forward? I think we move forward very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> very, very carefully. I don't think that there's a, a going back to the way things were. Like we are forever changed, yeah. especially this year as, as a collective community, like a global community. We are forever changed. So I think on, in, on an individual level, we need to, you know, learn from our mistakes and we need to learn from other people's mistakes. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to actually experience the thing that we need to learn from. We can, we can watch other people. We can see what the consequences of things are and we can evaluate if that's something that's going to be good for us or not good for us. Then let's just do better. You know, let's just do better than we did in 2020. <laughs> so, um, so I'm trying something new instead of like these big goals and stuff like that. And, and I would, I would try to, I would try to take these big gigantic goals and then break them down into smaller goals. And then on that tier chart, we would have other branches that would come out from those smaller goals and have be like these teeny tiny little goals and stuff that was still really, really overwhelming for me. And so I would mark, mark, be really motivated at the beginning of the year and mark off some goals. But eventually as life 
closed in around me. I would lose the chart. And then, <laughs> and then uh, just looking at it all together would be really overwhelming and I'd get anxious and then I'd just Netflix binge sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or I'd escapism read or something like that. So I I don't know if that's working for me anymore. It used to work for me. It's not working for me anymore. So I think I have to change because I'm a new person. 2020 has forever changed me. Uh, I am a new person. I have to find a new system, a new way of doing this planning of the year situation. I got the Atomic Habits book by James Clear, where he talks about um, creating these little tiny systems in your everyday life and also attaching it to like your uh, part of your identity. And you just, you just look for these little 1% improvements in, for, for example, my creative life. Just look for those little 1% improvements. You take one of those improvements, you get it down pat. And then you add another little 1% improvement, a little another little tiny system until you get that back down pat. And then it's just natural. You, when you wake up in the morning, you get a cup of coffee and then you go sit down at your computer and write, you know, or something to that effect where it's just what you do because you're a writer, you know. So that, and that actually was from a YouTube talk, um, the London Reel, R-E-E-L, as a YouTube talk with James Clear. So I felt like this is something that I needed to look into. I had started the audiobook, but it was just like, this is, this, it was so much information that I really need the tangible book and I need to, um, like underline things and highlight things and really, really soak it in. So I'm going to give that a shot this year. And I'm going to use it in different areas of my life too. So my creative life, but also my home life and in my health life as well, which funnily enough rhymes with shelf life, which I would like to extend (laughs) on my body. So (laughs) that's cute. (laughs) I feel like that would make a cute um, book title. (laughs) Health of life equals shelf life. I don't know. Too funny. Yeah. So what about you? How are you going to move forward? Well, I think I think what I shared with my newsletter subscribers on New Year's sums up my approach to moving forward because I, I spent a while like just thinking it through um, in those days leading up to to the calendar change, um, and so this is what I shared with them: as we cross over into a new year, I believe everything will look different from New Year's in the past. We're different; the world we live in is different. Our task is to accept that, embrace the good and be the change to counter the bad. So I'm going to continue striving to improve myself as a person. Um, You know, things for me to do that are things like studying God's word, being more intentional and growing in my faith um, and my relationship with him. Also being more intentional, present, and aware as a wife and a mom. Um, And you know, doing all those things, seeking to improve myself as I seek to find a more solid approach to balance my business with my household. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I'm trudging ahead. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to take some of your goals too. Oh. I'm a goal collector. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I like that one. Oh, I like that one. You can take that one too. It's miserable. It's a terrible thing to be. Like a, uh, what is it? A hoarder. It's like <laughs> a, a dragon. Hoarder. Like dragons, you know, gather all the jewels and stuff. And that's right. I am a gold dragon. 
<laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it is time for a QWERTY challenge. I love it. Let's do it. All right. So consider what lessons you may have learned over the past year. How can you apply them to both your personal life and your professional life? As you think through this, does anything surprise you? Once you've identified some lessons, how can you use them to help you move forward in this new year? And if you want to share with us, please feel free to. You can reach us at editorial at logosandmythospress.com. And that will be written out in our show notes. So we hope you guys have an incredible week. We can't wait to see you back here next week for the third part of this series. We'll wrap it up with our goals for the new year. Woohoo! And more. <laughs> well, everyone, we hope you have a wonderful week and go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening until the end. Seriously, you're a trooper. Do you think pretty writing life is the bomb? May, you just said the bomb. Don't you censor me. If you think Cordy Writing Life rocks ice for real, oh my word. please rate, review, and share us with others. If you have questions about this week's episode or want to start a conversation, you can reach us by visiting cordywritinglife.podbean.com. We'll be back next week with more candid chats for you.